Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Adam Morgan. Across America, over 60 million persons are enrolled in some aspect of the Medicare program. In Colorado, this number is 892,000, or 15% of the state's population. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. Except for the base original Medicare plan, making choices among the plans, C, F, changing between G or D, and a host of other options, has always been the biggest annual story problem for older adults age 65+. plus. The Colorado Gerontological Society, Senior Answers, helps to simplify this choice process with their series of seminars, Medicare Mondays, being held around the state. On this edition, we continue our conversation with Eileen Doherty, Executive Director of the Colorado Gerontological Society, Senior Answers, on attending Medicare Mondays. Because the insurance pool will be decreasing as fewer people enroll. We are currently working with the Colorado Division of Insurance to create a special enrollment period to let people between January and the end of March who are in a Plan C or a Plan F to be able to enroll in a Plan G or a Plan D. And hopefully that will occur. When will you know about that? They would not give me a specific date, so I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe December 31st. <laughs> now, you may not know the answer to this question, but it crossed my mind. Is this something these other gap plans and stuff, they could, uh, Colorado consumers could look for some assistance or help from Connect for Health Colorado to help them with, or Connect for Health just stops at 65 and then Medicare takes on from, from there? The latter. If you are 65 or you are turning 65 and you are on Connect for Health, between 30 and 45 days, and I recommend at least 45 days, you start the process of discontinuing or disenrolling from Connect for Health so that the day of your birthday or the first day of the month Mm -hmm. in which you turn 65, your Medicare is ready to go. Connect for Health cannot pay for anything if you turn 65 and are eligible for Medicare. That's simple as that. Okay. I'm trying to find options because all of us are trying to figure out what to do there, what to do. So at the Medicare Mondays, people will be able to come ask questions. You're probably recommending them to to bring a big legal pad or big chief tablet so they can make plenty of notes. <laughs> we'll also provide handouts. So all the information that we provide will be on handouts and they can follow along or make notes that way as well. So you'll be able to they'll be able to ask you, well, I've got this plan and that plan, so what should I switch to? Well, if they want that level of counseling will uh-huh. actually after the event we will be able to take do individual counseling and people will be able to call for an appointment and um, then one of our counselors will call back we also are partnering with the university of colorado school of pharmacy and so the pharmacy students will also be available 
to help with some of the Medicare Part D um, counseling. The other thing that will be available is um, at some of the locations, maybe all of them, we're not sure yet, there will be vaccines provided by Walgreens and or Safeways. So if you want to get your flu shot or a pneumonia shot, possibly even a hep B shot or a shingle shot. Um, so that information will be available as well. Um, a shingle shot? A shingle shot. Not a free shingle shot. Well, none of these are free. They oh, okay. will bill your thought... they'll bill your appropriate Medicare. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but we are offering vaccines as well. Okay. The other thing is that two of the sessions will be in Spanish. If any of your listeners have family or relatives that they oh very um, good need the bilingual or just Spanish only, um, they'll be in Spanish. There's one going to be at Servicios de la Raza on October the 21st, and there will be one at Eagle Point up in Commerce City in Spanish, and that is on October 28th, Yeah, and both of those will be in the evenings. There will also be one evening session on October the 28th at Mali Senior Center, Specifically, again, for those individuals who are still working mm-hmm. or who might need a ride. <clears throat> so we've got one evening session, two in Spanish, and then the rest are during the day Good. in different locations. Covering the waterfront so everybody has the opportunity to find out what's going on and how it's going to affect them. That's for sure. Some other things that are going on. I think you were you were telling me about a um, either legislature's considering or something that's going to go to an effect that's already passed, a psychiatric uh, directive that's going to be coming up. What's that about and how does it work? So in the last legislative session, the legislature approved and the governor um, signed a bill for a psychiatric advance directive. And the intent of the psychiatric Directive is similar to advanced directives for medical purposes and or for financial purposes. So what you do is you appoint an agent, an individual who you have confidence in, who if for some reason or other because of a psychiatric breakdown or because you're no longer able to just really feel confident making your own decisions about your psychiatric situation, you can appoint an agent to make those decisions for you. You also give consent to what types of treatment you would be open to. So if you're open to ECT therapy, if you're open to behavioral therapy. ECT therapy. It's the brain stimulation um, therapy. Or if you want, you know, group therapy or behavioral therapy, uh, what kinds of assistance you want, only medications, what if you need to be transferred to a higher level of care, Sure, it gives that individual the ability to sign for you. It's also meant to basically avoid things like involuntary and voluntary uh, commitments, if you will, so that. We don't have to go through the courts. It's an it's an easier process and and hopefully more dignified in helping people to get their needs met when they have psychiatric situations. So your counselors at Senior Answers can also help them 
with that because probably a lot of people won't know anything about it and it'll be popped up on a newscast or something and then they'll be wanting to find out. Right. And they're working right now on the implementation so it pretty much won't be available until the first part of 2020. Um, there'll be some community training sessions, uh, finalizing the suggested form. There's no required form by the legislature in statute, but there's a suggested form, again, with the intent to be able to cover all of the different areas that need to be addressed and reviewed. Okay. Two other things I need to touch base with you upon. Um, last time I think we were talking, uh, you were stopped by, everybody was hot and heavy on the Homestead Act, and now we haven't heard anything about it. So is something still going on there? Is there still hope, or is it just sitting on a shelf waiting on the legislature to start up in January? I think at this moment it's um, some of the work that was done last year by the state legislature um, and the proposed changes ended up having a higher fiscal note than the current program. So it was actually postponed indefinitely. It was killed by the legislature. And so there's been a little bit of information over the summer. But, but isn't the law going to expire or something? Oh, no, that one does not expire. Okay. That one is ongoing. It's in the Constitution and the only way that you would not get that rebate is if the legislature did not appropriate the funds because they have to appropriate the funds every year. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at this point in time, it actually helps with the Tabor refunds. So there is actually a lot of support for keeping it because then there isn't as much money that actually they if there is a Tabor refund coming to the general public, it reduces the amount of that Tabor refund. A lot of effort at this point in time, I think, is being put into referendum CC, which is the... Okay, referendum CC is... The initiative to basically repeal Tabor. Yeah. And uh, for the legislate, And it doesn't totally repeal Tabor. What it does is it would allow the legislature to keep any amount of money that they collect over and above the current limits that uh, then could be used for other purposes for the uh, funding the government. Uh, The targets have been primarily education and transportation. Another thing we heard a lot about, too, is property tax exemptions and rebates. And now what's up with that? So probably the major action that was taken by the legislature for low-income seniors in 2019 was what is often referred to as the PTC 104 or the Property Tax Credit Program. And previously, when this program has been in effect, um, it was available to individuals who made about $14,000 a year income, you could get up to around $780 is the maximum amount of the uh, rebate, Um, but it was available only to individuals who lived in privately owned housing or who lived in their own home. Yeah. 
So the big win, if you will, is starting January 1 of 2020, if you live in nonprofit housing, you live in government housing, or you live in privately for-profit owned housing, you will be eligible to take advantage of this rebate. They also increase the amount of the rebate, so you could get up to about $1,000 per year, which is pretty significant. And the amount of income that people can make is a little over 15000 as well. And so we expect to do a lot of outreach. I expect that there's about twenty five to 35,000 older adults in Colorado who should be eligible for this benefit because many people live in low-income housing that is owned by can uh you know like a church based organization or a nonprofit organization sure um and so all of those people will be eligible okay yeah those those two things were still kind of sitting there like what has happened to them because everybody works on them we hear a lot about them and then they tend to go away for a while until something comes up well if you need help um or if you want the forms for the PTC 104 Our staff are going to be spending a lot of time trying to get the information out. Uh, We just dropped in the mail about 25,000 copies of a newsletter to different households. Yeah. We also hope to have, we'll have the forms available. We can mail them to you. Um, If you need assistance filling them out, we'll um, take the initiative to do that as well. Well, Medicare Mondays go on the entire month of October. They start October 21 and go through November 5th through November 5th. Okay. Well, you know, since you're here, I'll just go on and sign up for my date right now. (laughs) So I can find out about it. So Medicare Mondays, again, we can find out about it online at SeniorAnswers.org. Yes. And you can also call uh, 303-333-3482 and we can sign you up. Okay. Eileen Doherty, Executive Director of the Colorado Gerontological Society. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Ms. Eileen Doherty, Executive Director of the Colorado Gerontological Society, Senior Answers. Many thanks to her for being our guest again on this edition. Once more, to learn when and where a Medicare Monday session is being held near you, do go online to SeniorAnswersOneWord.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.